I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Talkin' Tofu, the podcast about vegan snacking. I'm David Streepy. I'm Becky Streepy. This week on the show, we are talking about field roast breakfast sandwiches, vegan lunch at Crock Street Market, and try Fruics popping fruit jellies. Huh? <laughs> Fruics? Fruit? Fruics? I don't know. I feel like it's... F-R-U-I-X. Sorry. Yeah, for the listener. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's pronounced fruit with an X at the end. Fruics? Why did you say for the listener? Of course it was for the listener. Did you think I was doing it for you? For a second. And then instead of saying that in my head, oh, I just it okay. came right out of my mouth. All right. <laughs> I'm wow. sorry. Hey, it's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. That's why pencils have erasers. Yeah. Yeah. So F, you think it's fruits. Fruits. I think it's fruics. Fruics. Why would it be fruits? Like fruit, but fruits. I don't know. Right, but what does that mean? I don't know. They come in a crinkly bag. I'm looking on the bag to see if there's a... a... Do you want to just do these at the top? (laughs) (laughs) Should we? No. No. I want to look at these the whole time. Wonder Um, what they're going to be like in your mouth. Fruics. Fruics. I wonder if there's a commercial for them. Ooh, good call. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm in media, so... Oh, here's lots of people trying them, so... (laughs) <laughs> pretty stale idea at this point oh don't be so hard on yourself but let's oh here's a bunch of children trying them <laughs> so, <laughs> a child idea it is candy these are check those ingredients again water sugar fructose syrup carrageenan xanthan gum lotus bean gum locust bean gum Potassium citrate, sodium citrate, potassium sorbate, aspartame, citric acid, malic acid, fruit flavors, apple, grape, strawberry, pineapple, mango. Okay. Artificial colors, fennel kettle nurex contains phenylalanine. Okay. The reason I ask is that they keep referring to this product as honey jelly in the YouTube huh. lookups. And because we got honeyed so hard last week. We really did. I just want to make sure. Yeah, I don't see honey listed on the label. Okay. Okay, let's see what what these children have to say. This is a crackly, crackly product. It is. 
I think she said Frukes. Frukes. I think the mom said Frukes. But Frukes. I mean, she's a mom. You're a mom. Maybe it's a mom thing. Maybe it is. I think it's Fruicks. All right. Hey, listener, if you are familiar with these popping fruit jellies. Cracklin'. Cracklin'? Cracklin'. They should be called Cracklin' Fruit. Oh, oh, this is um, yeah. our kids' school. And we're back from the phone call from the school. Yep. Everything's fine. Well. <laughs> no, well. let's not say that. Um, so it's a crackly snack. The kids seemed excited about it. They did. The mom in the video said the kids like it. What are we going to think? I don't know. Stay tuned to find out. You don't want to eat them right now? No. Okay. We have until May 1st, 2023. Okay. So we'll take our time with these. Yeah. I'm going to go on a limb and say, I wish there was a spicy version of whatever this is going to be Mm -hmm. because that would be a sweet treat. I also wonder if in certain states, there's a weed version of these. (laughs) California toeheads, get get at at us. us. Is there is there a weed fruits? Fruits. <laughs> okay, so one thing right up top that I don't want to lose my focus on because I've been really just chewing on it for like two days now. So I go to the store and I bring back what can only be described as a bounty of salad dressings. I bring back the Simple Truth Spicy Ranch. I bring back the Simple Truth Ranch, Mm -hmm. and I bring back the Simple Truth Caesar. Yeah. Um, Pretty big day for us. It was a banner day for the students. Pretty big day for us. And I see, you know, over the weeks, corner of my eye, I see that you're really doing the work with the ranch. The ranch (laughs) is everywhere. The ranch shows up in all of your evening snacks, to put it lightly. Um, (laughs) It's a frequent dipper. It's obviously a salad dressing. Like you're really, you're you're getting the mileage out of the out of the ranch. I'm a real ranch baby. You are a real ranch baby. The spicy ranch, same, but to a lesser degree. I feel like the spicy ranch took over once maybe you ran out of ranch. Um, cut to this week, and I'm making a salad for lunch. I buy a bag salad, and I'm proud to say that I get through the whole bag every week. That is impressive. Yeah. yeah. Well. You know, I'm a healthy guy. I buy bags of salad (laughs) and and I eat the whole bag. Uh, So I I prepare my bag salad this week and I'm looking around in that fridge and there's no dressing in there. There's no, there, there's one dressing and I'll be fair. I'd spent a long time because we got a lot of hot sauces in there because I'm getting pretty saucy the past couple of years. We have a hot sauce and pickle shelf on our fridge. Yeah. And it's not comprehensive either no it that's spills just for over. the main sauces <laughs> but so i do a little bit of digging around because i'm like surely surely this is not the reality all that's left is caesar dressing yep and you did not you you finished both things and did not restore the balance uh, i've brought this bounty in this is a life changer mm-hmm. we are Multiple salad dressing people now. Yes. Except we're not because I, nobody is picking up the slack of replenishing the salad dressing that they have depleted or uh-huh. notifying other people <laughs> that there's not salad dressing. So I had to eat an iceberg salad because so, I'm very healthy. I eat a bag of iceberg salad every <laughs> week. 
<laughs> so I had to eat Caesar dressing on that iceberg salad. Uh-huh. And it was very unpleasant. The Caesar dressing, unpleasant. I love that Caesar dressing. It's probably good with a Caesar salad. But not, it's not as malleable as a ranch or a spicy ranch, which could be deduced by the fact that there is so much Caesar dressing left in the fridge and no ranch dressing at all. <laughs> Can I say something? Is it about the ranch dressing that's in the pantry? Yes. What good is salad dressing doing me in the pantry? Also, what good is it if you don't notify me that you have done it? Anyway, I guess my point is I did replace it. I just put it in the pantry because, as mentioned earlier, our fridge is very full of hot sauces. I am not going to put warm dressing on my salad. (laughs) I understand that it's shelf-stable, but you got to put it in the rotation when you're taking it out. I hear that. If it's in the pantry, it might as well be at the store. Yeah. At that moment when I'm making my salad... You're right. When you're right, you're right. I'll move it into the fridge right now. It's after. still not in the fridge? <laughs> you didn't put it in the fridge either? This is not my job. <laughs> oh. I did such a big thing for the family by bringing <laughs> these dressings into our lives and putting them in the... What are you doing? I'm putting Spicy Ranch on the shopping list. She picked up her phone mid-sentence. To put Spicy Ranch on the started looking down at list. it. It was the most dismissive gesture. <laughs> I was in the moment trying to remember... <laughs> How's that feel? Just at a glance, how does that feel? Not good. All right. I'm sorry about the dressing and about the phone. Did you get choked up there at the end? There? Yeah, I really feel bad. <laughs> <About> the phone. <laughs> uh, I feel really bad. I hope you can forgive me. I want more dressings. Okay. I think we need a dressing shelf. I think we need a new fridge. <laughs> we do need a new. Well, now that the the fridge is working now. Yeah, we had a. One of the parade of repair people that came through our house. Dear Diary. Dear Diary (laughs) was a fridge repair person and he changed our lives. I feel he really. He's a nice guy. Yeah. He was very nice. And and, and he fixed the fridge. Can I I just say. Yeah. That um, I. You had this stream of we had this stream of workers coming through the house mm-hmm. because we're on a service plan frenzy. Before our service plans, we discovered that we had service plans for all these things, and we were like, "Why are we putting up with like semi brokenness? Let's let's get the ball rolling on all this service." So it's like three or four appliances that have service calls and they are turning into multiple service calls because they're not doing a hundred percent of the job when they come anyway, which is often not their fault. Sometimes they just have to like order a part and then come back. I'm just saying. Yeah. The, the thing that made me laugh is that (laughs) for at, at first you were on a path of, I want these service workers to take their shoes off when they come into the house. I do. And they bring their outside off, shoes into yes, our kitchen. I understood. Understood. But it's really not safe for somebody who's working with machinery to not have their shoes on. I know. And when you think of it that way, it really is like it's it's not Karen level because Karen implies like a complaininess. Like I'm going to report you if you don't type thing. So it's not Karen level. But it is like <laughs> Helen level, Barbara level. <laughs> I 
I want to all, I'd lead to, in my defense, I never asked anyone to take <laughs> no, their shoes I off. No, I shut it down very <laughs> We very discussed it and, and Dave made some good points and I was like, okay, you're right. It just, their outside shoes are in our kitchen. And it's then, gross. So, well, it's, it is gross, but our visitor rate of people who take their shoes off is about 50% anyway. Yeah, I guess so. And it just kind of is what it is, you know? I guess. Boggles the mind that people are 100% shoes on in their house, shoes on on their furniture. Sometimes on TV shows, shoes on in the bed, like laying on their bed with their shoes on. You step in pee-pee. Everybody does it. You don't know it, but you do it. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not puddles of pee-pee, but you're stepping in it. Could be. You're stepping in poop. No. Whether you know it or no, not. No, that's not true. Yes. It's not true. Small animal poop. Now you're poop. being dramatic. Small no. animal poop on the Squirrels sidewalk. Squirrels pooping on the sidewalk. I, no. No. Um, you're stepping on gross, rotten food. So, to get us back on track, I saw in one of our recent service call submissions that they gave a notification that the workers were not allowed to take their shoes off during calls. <laughs> So I wanted to end this criticism of you with a note that you are not alone. There are Helens everywhere (laughs) that are asking for this. So much so that it has to be addressed at the application level. Okay. Well, that makes me feel better. We went down a road where I felt really bad and now I feel better. Full circle. That's the whole circle. Yeah. I mean, you kind of dragged me to feeling bad, but then you pulled me back out of the hole. At any point, did you truly feel bad? Kind of felt like a Karen. No, I said, I clearly said you weren't a Karen. I know, but that's the thing you say to a Karen to make her feel better. What you say, first off, it's nobody's job to make a Karen feel better. No. Except the manager. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm done. Wait, what? This is Talking Toads. Just drums and drums. All right. Uh, hey, this is. By the way, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. I skated last night. Okay. Hey, this is a segment of the podcast <laughs> called Talking Tony's, where uh, I pull a headline from the world of vegan news, and we talk about it. And this week's this week's headline is from USA Today, and I think you know this one we've already been talking about. This one's a doozy. This one is. The world has lost its mind, and this is a different, this is just another, you know, reminder of that. Okay? Oh, boy. USA Today, uh, August 4th, 2022. Is the Cracker Barrel menu getting woke? Meat eaters rage on Facebook over addition of impossible sausage. So, this is a USA Today article uh, using Facebook replies as... (laughs) Sources? The, the sources, or no, as the man on the, the street. evidence, the support yeah. for their claim that there is a concern that the Cracker Barrel menu is getting woke. So for, for anybody who, well, I'll just read the article. This is Sarah Edwards doing the work here. Cracker Barrel is now serving plant-based sausage. Meat eaters aren't having it. 
And it's funny. I don't think this is an intentional double meaning, but the meat eaters <laughs> are upset about it. But also, they're not ordering it because it is not for them, so it does not really affect them at all. In any way. Did right. they remove something from right. the menu no. to make no. room? Instead, they just virtue signaled. Oh, God. Yeah. How dare they offer an option that makes their menu accessible to more people? Yeah. Uh, so, and I got to give Sarah credit here. The popular Southern restaurant chain is one of the few places where you can have breakfast after sitting on a real wood rocking chair on the front porch or buying a bejeweled yard chameleon or a live, laugh, love wall sign. Hell yeah. Cracker <laughs> Barrel a, in a nutshell. But a new item comes with a side of controversy. Cracker Barrel is ruffling the feathers of some carnivorous customers by offering impossible sausage as a protein option. Discover new meat frontiers, the company said in a Facebook post. This is literally a report on the Facebook post about the, the impossible sausage. <laughs> Experience the out-of-this-world flavor of impossible sausage made from plants next time you build your own breakfast. The company's decision warmed the hearts of some vegetarians. Thank you for adding a plant-based fake meat option to the menu. Facebook user, I'm gonna not going to say your name. Each year, more and more people are going plant-based for the animal. Blah, blah, blah. I am grateful to you for adding this to your menu. Facebook user, I'm not going to say his name, wrote, I have a reason to return to your restaurant after going vegetarian and now vegan for the benefit of myself and all living things. That is how we felt upon learning the news. Mm-hmm. We're with you, name redacted. Yeah. Uh, meat-eating Facebook users had some spicier things to say. Bad choice. <laughs> Someone commented on Facebook. Do your research. I don't understand what that means. I would this say... This comes from yeah. a person who... Probably claims to have done research in other conversations as well. (laughs) Maybe mask-related ones or vaccine-related ones. (laughs) This next one's in all caps. You can take my pork sausage when you pry it from my cold, dead hands. Facebook user so-and-so commented, don't tread on my pork. So this is a real litmus for the type of person (laughs) who's upset about this. Uh, some user, another user wrote in the comments that he still orders, quote, the double meat breakfast, even though it's gone from the menu, suggested the VP of marketing should be fired, calling the offering a woke social experiment based on ideology and not business. So truly speaks to the lack of things to do or (laughs) priorities, the abundance of free time the privilege of having the brain space to spend on things like this, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But really, like, to see this level of anger over a decision that does not impact them at all. Just not even a little bit. Right, right. Um, So let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are the kind of people that I stopped going out to dinner with because they would make me feel bad about ordering my pizza without cheese or whatever. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah. You? Uh, well, you know, I don't I don't like to to bring hate into a conversation. Oh, I'm not, I don't hate them. Yeah. I kind of feel bad for them. Yeah. What are their lives like that they need to lash out at a cracker barrel? Yeah, I feel like this stuff is more this is the the least insightful take in the world. But when you get that mad about something that doesn't impact you shows how insecure you are about your own choices. And sometimes that insecurity is manifested from within. 
And sometimes that insecurity is part of you acknowledging that you are making choices that may not be the best choices mm-hmm. and a reaction to that, a knee jerk to that, you know? And so it's not like a conscious, I'm going to be this way because I am feeling threatened by the fact that others are making better choices. It, but it still is kind of this instinctive, like, this is how I can lash out. You it's know? cognitive dissonance when you're living in a way that doesn't really align with your values and that gets challenged in any small way. It makes you mad. Yeah. But do you think it's living in a way that doesn't align with your values or do you think it's being realizing that maybe you should have better values? Maybe it's the latter. I think maybe it could be either. Right. Because I think there there's an inherent... I mean, we're all hypocrites. Of course. Like, there's nobody on in, in our society who is not hypocritical, which uh, is going to come up again in a little bit. Uh-oh. But um, it's that mentality. It's that I lash out, but I'm not really mindful of what that says about me, the lasher. I think it paints me in a different light and in, in a more like... I'm fighting for a cause that's not really a cause um, defending me. And you see it in political speech now, too, of like they want to take your hamburgers and they want to like nobody's fucking doing that. No. And it's such a (laughs) it's a weird polarizing thing that that is surprising. It's only the only surprising part about it to me is its effectiveness, like that it is mobilizing people, you know? Yeah. That at the political level, it is mobilizing people. To, to galvanize some opinion that just doesn't hold up to any sort of analysis or scrutiny or poking or anything. It's just kind of this weird straw man. And I think it's appropriate that Cracker Barrel is one of the front lines of this because Cracker Barrel, whether they intend it or not, are kind of the mascot restaurant for a lot of these, a lot of this mindset, you know? Yeah. So hats off to Cracker Barrel for making what they are had to know was going to be an unpopular decision. Yeah. You know? But uh, to call back that uh, one comment, I'm sure they did their research. And right. what they found was that people want meatless options. Right. And like, we are going to do a Cracker Barrel breakfast episode. We've talked about it. Oh, hell yeah. We just, there's not one in town. So yeah. we have to wait for our next trip to do it, to, to go buy it. But like my family does Cracker Barrel all the time and we've opted out for over 10 years at this point, you know? So it's not like we're going to go and and be able to enjoy a shit ton of menu options, but it'll be nice to go and participate in that again. Plus, if you live in the South, I don't know about the rest of the country, but if you live in the South and are road tripping, there is a Cracker Barrel at every turn. Yeah. When you're hungry like it'll be nice to have that as an option because there's cracker barrel at every exit for sure pretty much for sure this is talking toes uh great 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 uh, segment there yeah and great discussion good yeah good points people, made by all people have lost their minds and uh you'll lose yours too 
when you hear about these fantastic products, we'll be right back. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast code acast. And we're back as you put your mind back together from those uh, amazing products or services or discounts that uh, you no doubt received word of. Um, okay, speaking of hypocrisy, got another uh, segment here. Oh, it's time for Amy's alternatives. No drums on that one. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's been a minute since we've done an Amy's Alternatives. Yay! Uh, for those of y'all who uh, aren't familiar with this, Amy's, the the food company. What's what's a better term for that? They're a food, food company. company? They're okay. a vegetarian food company. A lot of vegan options. However. Yeah, really, really showing their ass in the news lately with some union busting activity and also some safety issues that are going on at their plants and also the fact that they're just generally bad food. So we came up with... <laughs> Uh, the idea to suggest some alternatives for Amy's products. And then we got into a whole quagmire because the stuff that we were suggesting was not necessarily being made by better companies than Amy's. So I want to reframe this effort. Okay. This effort is for a alternatives to Amy's. Okay. Not let's just get people off of Amy's, right? Can't win them all. Right. I mean, we live in this awful society we're all hypocrites right the world is falling apart all you can do is your best and this week your best is replacing what this week so this one is a a historical relic in the streepy house oh boy do you know what it is hell yeah i do 
What is it? The burrito. That's right. The the bean and rice burrito mm-hmm. in, in particular. The Amy's bean and rice burrito has been a staple of our late nights. It was what we made when we'd get home from the bar. It was, we would buy it by like the, the case. And it was never good. It tasted like chalk, but it, it filled the gut. It ticks the box. It puts you to bed and lets you wake up without, with less of a hangover. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... So let's focus on that. Okay. Not, not, by no measure, even in our younger days, we did not acknowledge that it was a good burrito. We would sauce it up. We would dress it up. Yeah. And the dressing would make it into a little bit of a late night treat, but it was, it was never good. So if you're, I'm not recommending this as a, hey, you're going to love this burrito. But if you've got like a, a guilty pleasure, tick the box, late night burrito itch, I'm going to recommend the Whole Foods be- 365 Bean and Rice Burrito. Now, Whole Foods, owned by Amazon, no saints. <laughs> on, like, not a good company, mm-hmm. you know? But it's not Amy's. Correct. And Which that's, is, fits in the scope of this effort. <laughs> we can only do what we can do. This, this, and what we can do is this. That's right. So I got to say, um, once we switched over to those burritos, I still need them all the time. But it also kind of happened at the same time that we were really like getting in a groove with the air fryer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the prep method was a little bit better than the microwave. It's not the dinky wrap it in a cloth and microwave it and then flip it and do, you know, a little bit more refined, which again, that's going to come up in a little bit, but uh, <laughs> see how I'm weaving a, a narrative thread Gosh, through this episode. Killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that the, the three, six, five burrito tastes more like a burrito. The tortilla is a lot better. There's a little bit more of a seasoning to the beans and the rice. There's a little bit more of a burrito feeling to it hmm. than I got from the Amy's offering. I It's still better enjoyed late at night than it is as a lunch substitute. You know, I think there's still work to go in the frozen burrito world. But uh, interested on your thoughts on the 365 burrito. I know I'm, I'm hitting you out of nowhere with this, so... I feel like if any, if nothing else, they're comparable, if not a little bit better. Uh, what I tend to do with a frozen burrito, because when I'm eating a frozen burrito, I am not looking for a delicious meal because as I've tried a lot of frozen burritos and I have not found one yet. Yep. Y'all, honestly, I don't really like burritos. Too much Ugh. bread. But it really is is a, a terrible take. Too much bread. So, but what I, yes. Sorry. Can you guys dogpile her for shit like this? <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm taking a box. and But what I do to make yes, these palatable is uh, I like to do a sriracha mayo. And mm. just honestly, I slather it in this. It's more like a vehicle for sriracha mayo than anything. So, you know, I'm healthy like Dave. Yeah. Is my point. Yeah. Yeah. You are healthy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I agree. I think that if you, also these three sixty five burritos, I think they're like a dollar less than the Amy's ones. Yeah, they're cheap. Yeah, they're cheap. They're so. they're basically made of paper. 
Yeah. But, but put some sriracha mayo on there. It's 3 a.m. You're hungry. Just do it. When was the last time you saw 3 a.m.? Oh, gosh. And when <laughs> I wasn't having food poisoning? <laughs> I don't, years. All right. Okay. Let's talk some takeout. Yeah, let's right. do it. So I uh, was running a lunch errand yesterday and I got the wild hair to say, hey, maybe, maybe I turned this into a date. And said, came into your office and said, "Hey, Becky, I'm going to Croc Street Market. Do you wanna, you wanna maybe go on a lunch date with me?" And you said, "Yes," and immediately followed with, "Do you want to go here instead?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "No, I'm going to Croc Street Market, <laughs> and I'm inviting you to come with me so that we can have lunch." And and you said, "Yes, yes." You said, "Yes." I said, "Yes." Oh, and now we're married. Yeah. Yeah. So the Crock Street Market is a food hall. So it has lots of little stands where you can get all kinds of different foods. So Dave, do you want to talk about what you got? First? So yeah, I went to Phanam uh, Crock Street Market. That's the name of it. Phanam KSM. And it's a place where it's Vietnamese. And I have long loved their vegetarian banh mi. It's one of my favorite sandwiches in the world. How do you make it vegan? No butter? No butter. So that's a staple for me, but this time I was feeling a little bit a little bit squirrely. And I said, called an audible at the register Ooh. and said, don't give me that. I didn't say don't give me that. I didn't tell the guy what I didn't want. Um, I said, give me the tofu vermicelli. So what that is, is fried tofu. It's daikon. It's carrots. It's lettuce. It's vermicelli noodles. It's cilantro. Am I missing anything? Peanuts. A dark sauce that I didn't eat. Hoisin sauce, everyone. Well, you're sitting there shrugging and looking off into the... I've stolen the sauce so, from you so when you've ordered this in the past. So now I'm just <laughs> describing colors of things. And then you come in with the thing that I'm begging you to help me well, with. Well, I've never ordered it, but I've seen it. But also, you could jog my memory. It also comes with a spring roll on top. Yes. And this, it's a summer roll with the soft rice paper wrapper. It's not <laughs> so crispy fried spring the, roll. So sorry I got the season wrong, everybody. Well, the season makes a difference. Okay. Okay. All right. I got it. I ate it. I saved half of it. And then I ate the rest of it at uh, 12.30 last night. <laughs> and then went to bed immediately. But it was a banger. It's a banger. It's I've had it before. It's a really filling dish. It tastes so, so, so good. There was tons of tofu in there. They did not skimp on the tofu at all. It made me feel like they were trying to get rid of tofu. <laughs> which, it was, whatever, pile it up. The bowl was like half tofu. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah, Super good, though. Super good. What did you get? So I waffled a little bit. I usually, when we go to Crog Street Market, I've been going to recess a lot. I love their bowl meals. But uh, I wasn't feeling it this time. And then I was kind of wandering around aimlessly. Took me forever to figure out what I wanted. And then I asked Dave where he was. And he said he was at Phanam. And so I went over to him to be like, I just don't know what to do. Help me decide. And that's when I walked past Yala. Mm -hmm. Yala is, it used to be like at Subway where you would order the thing and then you'd tell them what toppings you want. Yeah, it's not like that. No. So now they're pre-built, but you can add stuff if you want to. Um, But you kind of have to know what you want to add. 
And I don't feel like I got charged extra. So um, I got the falafel bowl. And I asked, oh, you have to ask for it to be made vegan. There's a yogurt sauce on there. Otherwise, and I'm not sure if there's anything else not vegan, but I, I just said, can you make it vegan? And they said yes. Mm-hmm. So that was really nice. I added the fried eggplant because their fried eggplant is banging. And then I also added caper berries because I love a caper berry and I have never seen them in a store. I'd never heard of a caper berry. I learned about caper berries at Yala. They look like pepperoncinis. So they're basically like, they're like giant capers. It's like if a caper was the size of a grape and firmer and the stem, they leave the stem on. So you like pick it up by the stem and you chomp off this big, like tart, savory, and the seeds inside are crunchy. It's a very like specific experience. I enjoy a caper berry. I forget what a caper tastes like. It's like a salty, briny. You can use capers if you're making... um, Caesar dressing, you can use capers to replace the anchovy, like to make it vegan. Pickle or olive? Directionally. In between. <sighs> Is it like a pickle and an olive had a baby? Yeah, a I'd little like bit. I'd like to watch that movie. Oh, boy. Yeah. Racy. So um, anyway, so this falafel bowl comes with lettuce. It comes with chopped up pickles. It comes with tahini sauce, which is vegan. It also comes with zug, zug. Z-H-O-U-G. I, I'm really sorry if I'm butchering that, but it's like an oily herbal sauce. Olives and a cucumber tomato salad. And then, of course, falafel. Five really generous, like, hockey puck-sized pieces of falafel on top. So like Dave, I only ate half of it because it was so much food. And I'm actually going to eat the rest for lunch in just a few minutes when we're uh, when we're done with this. Wow. But I did eat all the fried eggplant yesterday um, because it's so good. So I love this yala bowl. It's been a while since I've gotten it. I think we ate a lot of Middle Eastern food when I was growing up. And so I almost feel like when I see that kind of food offered somewhere, I'm like, oh, I can get that anytime. But it's not true. It's We don't eat a ton of Middle Eastern food right. in the house. It's just like a switch in my brain that's like, oh, I'm that'll be there. There's always baba ganoush just around the corner. <laughs> but that's not really true. And going back to Yala kind of reminded me of that because I was eating this bowl and it was like awakening something in me that yeah. was like, oh, falafel. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Anyway, I enjoyed it a lot, as you can as you can probably tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll probably get Yala again soon. I like their lafa. Yeah, the lafa yeah. is the big burrito yeah. style. Which- You've indicated that you don't like too much bread. Super, okay, I, we get it. We all get it. All right. Well, we certainly talked takeout. We sure, we sure did. Hey, what? Should we talk about these breakfast sandwiches? Yeah. Let's do it. So these breakfast sandwiches have been in our freezer weeks, months. I got them at Candler Park Market. I saw them out of nowhere. Like, I mean, uh, I was surprised by them. They they appeared to me as if from out of nowhere. <laughs> yep. Uh, they were in the freezer section. I'd never seen these. I didn't know that these existed. I didn't like. I was, I was floored. Yeah. I was shocked. So I bought three, and then. I brought them home. This was probably like five months ago, four months ago. They've been in the freezer. Every once in a while when I'm digging through the freezer going, I wonder if there's something fun I can add to our dinner. Yeah. I'll 
see yeah. one and be like, don't forget about that. Same. And then I forget about it. Well, the thing is, we make big breakfasts on the weekend. And that's never a good opportunity for those. Mm-hmm. When I make breakfast during the week, I'm usually a little bit more health minded. Um, not like totally health minded, but like the idea of a breakfast sandwich is kind of an unhealthy start to your day or really like heavy start to your day. And I try yeah. to avoid that. So it was never a consideration there. And then this morning, I, this morning, I was like, we didn't have any yogurt. We didn't have any bread for toast. We didn't have any. <laughs> I had like grits and I was like, what am I going to put in these grits? I'm just going to eat a bowl of grits, you know, which I, I have done. I'm not above that, but it felt like, I don't know. So anyway, I was like, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. So I pulled it out. Didn't even tell you. No, you did. You shouted across the house. I, I'm making these breakfast. Sand- oh, go after on. I had made them, oh. I shouted it. Uh, I said, I'm having the breakfast sandwich. Not I'm making it. And that's when you said, I'm going to make it too. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all, I have mentioned many times on this podcast that I'm not a big breakfast person, but you know what has turned me into a breakfast person? What? Going roller skating at night. Oh, I thought you meant you were going to say my big breakfasts. (laughs) On the weekends? I love those on the weekends, but it's more like brunch. It's, it's, you know, so late in the morning because I sleep so late. Um, but yeah, so I have become a person who gets really hungry at like eight 30 or nine in the morning because, um, like last night's the roller skating event, I, I skated for like two hours straight and it was really, really fun. And then I came home and I housed a ton of pasta and then I woke up this morning starving. Um, so when Dave said he was making this breakfast sandwich, I was like, I am in. Yeah. Yeah. This is a complicated sandwich to make. Yeah, there are steps. But let's be fair. There are probably steps for all microwave. (laughs) (laughs) There's probably steps for the Amy's burrito. Yeah, we don't read them. Right. No, we do. You wrap them in a napkin. You wrap them in a napkin, but you use a cloth napkin, and the cloth napkin is heavier than the paper towel, but it's more eco-friendly, but it's a different experience. And so then you're wondering, does this taste bad because of that? And does this taste like did the corner I cut create a butterfly effect that where now I'm in a different reality with a bad tasting food item. So what we decided to do here and by decided, I mean what I mandated that we do here was that we follow the prep instructions to the letter. And what the letter says is that you are supposed to Wrap the sandwich in a damp paper towel, Check. which to me, I was like, how do you dampen a paper towel? How did you do it? You take the paper towel, you crumple it up under running water. You crumple it. You squeeze it out. Whoa. You uncrumple it. Whoa. And then it's wet. So what I did was I took it and I did not crumple it. I held the whole thing out and I ran <laughs> the water at a very light trickle and I ran the whole paper towel underneath it left to right and pushed it slowly forward (laughs) so that the water covered it evenly and then i did not want to wrinkle it because i thought the wrinkles would catch too much water and make it wet not damp so i kept it very flat and grabbed the sandwich with it folded them under folded each side of it like i was wrapping a little present turned it over and placed it into the microwave for step two which is defrost it for 90 seconds that was a diff- an additional challenge because our microwave does not really have like a defrost, defrost for 90 right. seconds. So I had to go. How did you do it? 
I I chose custom defrost because mm-hmm. that seemed like the only defrost option. Oh, there's another one, but go ahead. I just chose whatever. Oh. It's you're entering an amount of food, so yeah. I just hit one food. You're entering the weight of food. Okay. Well I hit <laughs> one and then no, I hit nine because I was gonna see if I could do nine zero uh-huh. and then it would be like, oh she means seconds. Yeah. Uh, it didn't do that though. And then I hit it and it said ten minutes. And so I set a timer on my phone for ninety seconds. Yep. So I did the the standard defrost, which is right next to the custom one, but you have to look. You have to look twice because it doesn't look like it. Because I fell under the same trap as you. I thought it was just a customer, nothing, you know. But there's a standard one pound defrost. Mm. So I pushed that and set a ninety second timer. Okay. So we netted out the same place. So that's step two. Step three is then flip the sandwich. Wait, no step. Oh yeah, flip. Nope. Sorry, sorry. You're good. So that, flip the sandwich. Microwave on high for 90 seconds. Pretty easy, right? Step four, flip it again. Microwave on high for 60 seconds. Now this step got me because that sandwich was hot after 90 seconds. When I flipped, I burned my little fingers. Oh no. Yeah. Hmm. And the water was hot too. So I kind of scalded myself. Oh. Yeah. But I, I, I got through it. It was a quick flip, 60 seconds. And then uh, came the extraction which I took it out, set on a plate and unwrapped it. Had to kind of reline it up. Mm-hmm. Because Same. It, yeah. Because all the jostled. flipping. Yeah. Yeah. During the... How yeah. do they expect you to flip and keep everything vertically aligned? I don't know. Anyway. Um, it was kind of a process to make it, but yeah. still under five minutes. Any notes on step three and four? I, no. I realize I'm kind of no, you monopolizing. Did. Nailed it. Okay. Did you burn yourself between step three and four? Mm, no. Huh. No, but I feel like maybe I'm calloused against that kind of thing just from all the cooking that okay. I do. Like hands over a hot boiling pots of water and stuff, sure. like smaller burning things. I just think okay. I don't notice them anymore. You're right. I am more delicate. It's because you're a delicate flower, Dave. Yeah. Well, I'm sensitive. I took the first bite and almost spit it back out. I was so repulsed by this, the flavor of this bite. Really? I almost spat it back out. I said, what am I doing? I'm ruining my whole day and it's not for nothing. Like I'll eat pretzels instead, but I didn't spit it out. I swallowed it. And then I took another bite and I, I didn't, I didn't dislike it so much. Okay. And then by the third bite, I was on board. I liked really? it. Like devoured the rest of it. Don't know what it was about that first bite. I don't know if it was because I had just finished a run and was like very, I'm usually like very pro grease after a run, you know, but there was something about it. I think it, it had to be, we haven't even talked about what's in the sandwich yet. No, we'll um, do that next. <laughs> I think that it had to be the microwaved bread that really put me off. Cause I'm Freddie Breddy. You are. And frozen and then microwaved English muffin is a really rubbery and not pleasant. So I think it's like that texture combined with like the spice of a sausage and a field roast sausage, a just egg patty and field roast cheese. See, we did it. Yep. Um, I think that maybe really put me off from a texture wise at at the start, but, but I got there and Mm -hmm. I was glad I did. And by the end of it, I was a fan of it. Go ahead. Your thoughts. Oh, that's it. Okay. Well, I don't want to like jump to, I don't want to draw conclusions yet. So I really liked it and I would get it again. 
I thought the sausage was nice and firm in texture. I thought the just egg was tender. My first bite, because the just egg patty sticks out, my first bite was just a mouthful of just egg. And I like just egg. Yeah. Um, and it had a great flavor, of course, mm-hmm. because it's just egg. And then, of course, the chow cheese was... Was it chow? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Field roast does chow. Yeah. That's and my so- favorite vegan cheese, by the way. That's the winner of the food, the cheese wars for me. Oh, yeah. For sure. Vanquishing all others. Yeah. Um, you know, chow cheese was chow cheese in the sandwich. Oh. I didn't have the same reaction to the English muffin. Yeah. I thought I had an experience where the top of my sandwich, the top bread was fine, mm-hmm. soft. It tasted mm. like soft bread, mm-hmm. warm. It was fine. Yeah. The bottom bread, though, got really hard around the edges. Yep. Like, yep. W- did that happen to yeah. you, too? It was really Likewise. hard. I wasn't sure if I hadn't wrapped it well enough, but I thought I had. But maybe it just, that happens to it. So yeah. bread texture aside, there was so much flavor happening inside the sandwich between the sausage and the chow cheese and the mm-hmm. just egg that the bread could not blend it up. Yeah. And I enjoyed this. For a quick breakfast, I would definitely do this again. Nice. Yeah, I think... Um, oh, and the other thing I wanted to say, sorry. I looked this up to see if there's other ones to try. This is the only breakfast sandwich that Field Roast makes. They don't do any other flavors. This is the only frozen breakfast sandwich that's vegan that I've ever seen in my life. Really? Yeah. Oh, there's definitely what other, ones, other are there? ones. I've seen other ones, but I have to look it up. Okay. You. So basically you're saying, you're wrong, but I don't know specifically how. Let me state that and then go figure out evidence yeah okay correct uh yeah i liked it i really liked it i don't know how frequently i would eat this i think it's still you know a a special occasion quote-unquote special occasion It, it should be rare but when it's rare it's satisfying it's not as satisfying of course as if you had the time to make your own breakfast sandwich which we'll talk about in a few weeks um but yeah, I, I, it was better than I thought it was going to be. And I'm not a big fan of field roast sausage. And this is uh, this really surprised me with how good it was. So, yeah, I think on the whole, it works a lot better than it should. And it's neat to have such a ready-to-go option that has so many options in it. It reminds me of the Pete's breakfast sandwich that I had when I was out in San Francisco. Oh, yeah which was also right after our run, was really filling and tasty. So, yeah. Wait, I found it. Oh. So there's two. <laughs> Alpha Foods makes a breakfast sandwich that looks good. And then this one's new. Maybe this is what I was thinking of, but this is a new one. Aldi just released a vegan breakfast sandwich. And if you remember from our breakfast sandwich smack- smackdown, I made a chicken and waffle sandwich. Mm. This is a vegan chicken and waffle sandwich. That's the only kind they offer? This is just a new thing that they started offering was this vegan chicken and waffle sandwich. They don't offer like any vegan breakfast sandwiches that aren't that? That's a very strange and specific swing. Yeah, it's, it is. But there it is. Okay. It's, I feel like that's a different sport. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so on a scale of uh, live, laugh, or love, what do you give the breakfast sandwich? Love. What about you? Really? Yeah. I'm laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe well, laugh and a half. Laugh and a half. Halfway towards love, but yeah. I'm surprised. I thought it would be live territory. Really? Yeah. Going oh. into it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I really liked it. I would eat it again. I think it's something we should keep in the freezer just... 
to have as needed. For emergencies. Because it keeps forever. Yeah. At least five months. Yeah. Because it was fine. Um, all right. Do you want to you get back to these fruxes? Fruics? Let's frux. All right. So these things are huge. These and I got two bags of these. These were at the there. There's a candy store at Crock Street Market, and we saw those there. So yeah, let's 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 try one and then try another. I kind of can't tell the difference between these two. They look they're thematically different. Yeah, but I feel like the flavors are the same. Okay. I feel like there's a g- orange bag and a blue bag. Okay. The orange bag is what theme? Popping fruit jellies. Okay. Eight pieces of fun squeezable jellies. So okay. what these are are fruit-shaped little plastic thingies, and inside is a jelly that you squeeze into your mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. And the flavors on this one are apple, grape, strawberry, pineapple, mango. The okay. flavors of this one are apple, grape, strawberry, pineapple, mango. Oh, gotcha. So, so the second one says jelly with fruit flavors. You are... Sorry, you're okay. You're frustrating me because... The thing I want you to say is that one, they are fruit-shaped, and one, they are sea-animal-shaped. Oh, yeah. Th- that must be it. This one's fruit-shaped, and the other's sea-animal-shaped. Yes. Right, you've, so- you've, you've walked all the way around the question. There's a bunch of different flavors. Oh, Choose they look flavor. like little grenades. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, going grape. I'm going to go mango. You got little twist-offs. On the twist off? Yeah, I think we should sizz, sizz, should cut it. But yeah, on the thing, the box shows it being twisted. Can you grab the scissors? They're right on my desk. What did I say? Mango? There's a lot of pineapple in here. There's like one of each thing and then four pineapple. <laughs> I'm snipping open the mango. I'm doing it over my napkin because I yep, because goo is coming out. All right. So I'm putting the straw in my mouth and I'm gonna squeeze. But I wanna do it at the same time as you. Okay. All right, snip that grape. It's gonna goop, so be ready. It goops a little. Okay, one, two, there we go. Oh, it's weird. And I'm just gonna say it, this doesn't really taste that mango-y. And yet, I want more. Yeah. What happened? What happened just now? I did Pretty grapey. I didn't like it. This is light grape. Light grape, but not like crystal light light grape. Like not like diet grape. Just like I don't know if I like it or not. I like it. Can I try the pineapple? You whatever you want. These things are so wasteful. Each snack yeah. can I have the scissors. Each snack comes in a substantial amount mm-hmm. of plastic. Mm-hmm. I like the pineapple one better. The grape you want to try good. the pineapple? No. I guess. I'll try that pineapple. Just try this one. I want to eat after you. You're gross. I'm not gross. We kiss each other. Should we open these sea creature ones too? If they're the same flavor, who cares? Like, why would we? Good point. Pineapple doesn't taste like anything, but maybe it's because the grape is so good. Can I try the grape? No, oh, you you ate a lot of the grape. Mm-hmm. They're good. We're going to try strawberry and the apple and rank the flavors. The grape is good. Let's do uh, let's do the apple. Okay. Not feeling positive about this. When has apple flavored candy ever been good? Exactly. Apple is bad. Do you want mm-hmm. the first? Aren't I nice? Mm, aren't you nice? 
Not bad. It's not. It tastes like nothing. Yeah. I think these things all mostly taste the same. And then it's like they're wearing a hat of the flavor that they are. A flavor hat of the flavor that they are. And you taste that. But mostly you're tasting the body. You know? All right, Dave. Here's the Here strawberry. Comes the strawberry. Yeah, the flavor's mild. This one. And with apple, that was a relief. This one looks like a butt plug. Yeah. Yeah. Do not use it that way, people. Mm-mm. No. No. That would be terrible. Oh, my gosh. You'd go to the hospital. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. But it did. Mm. It might be better as a butt plug, though. <laughs> I was about to say this is my favorite one. <laughs> All right. Let's rank them. All right. For me, it is pretty much well known. It is grape at the top, pineapple, strawberry, apple. But the apple's what not a mango? loser. I didn't have the mango. Oh, shit. Well, here's the mango. Oh, mango's at the bottom. Okay. So apple and then mango? Yeah. Okay. So oh, for it tastes like coconut. It does taste like coconut. Oh. So for me, I'm going to say strawberry, then grape. Wow. I know. Then pineapple, then apple, then mango, which I usually love mango. Yeah. And this one. It, it was really, your bottom? Yeah. Mango Whoa. was my bottom. Bottom plug? Yep. That's what they call it. Yep. And now we've got a whole other bag of these that we haven't even yeah, opened. Well, they'll be fun for take them somewhere. Yeah. Give yeah. them to children. The Hand pine- them out to children at the park. The pineapple ones look like grenades. Yeah. I said that earlier. Oh, you did? The grape ones do as well as do the mangoes. As do the strawberry. Well, the strawberry, we know what that looks like. But uh, also the apple kind of looks like one too. They do kind of all look like yeah. grenades. Fruit grenades. That's what they should have called yeah. these. The apple one kind of looks like a potion. Like a magic potion. There's also a shocking num- amount of sugar in, in these. Oh. Um, considering how unsweet. They don't taste that huh. sweet. Oh, they taste sweet to me. Oh. My teeth hurt. Do they? Yeah. Uh, we got a letter? We do. Oh. We do. All this right. This is an Instagram direct message. All right. A quote unquote letter. Yeah. Yeah. This is a multi-parter. Oh. Dim Sim Kitty writes. We haven't hey, heard from Dim Sim yeah. Kitty in a minute. Yeah. She says, no spoilers, but one of the songs in the Drag Race episode I'm watching is Let's Hear It for the Boy. And in my heart, they are lip syncing for Dave. (laughs) What a positive song. I know. Just give him a chance. Also, what a difficult song to lip sync to. (laughs) (laughs) Or to do like a dance routine to, you know? Yeah, Dim Sim Kitty, if you could get back to me on which episode that is. And if it's, is it Drag Race Australia? Is it Drag Race U.S.? Information we need. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, Then she goes on to say, (laughs) regarding Multiverse of Madness, Mm. I can't watch horror. I get nightmares. I was worried about watching it, but I had no issues with this because I was too busy being furious with the treatment of Wanda. Oh, yeah. I love Wanda and will defend her to the end. Oh, yeah. I kind of do think that they did her dirty in that movie. Um... I mean, I don't want to get too spoilery here. I feel like the writing did. But I don't know. I think she was a bit one-dimensional, I felt like. A bit one-dimensional? <laughs> but don't you think that's true in WandaVision as well? Like that they're playing that note with Wanda and that the grief has consumed her. And 
she's finding all of these different ways to there's going to be like seven movies where Wanda goes through a different stage of grief. <laughs> next, the next movie right. is about bargaining. But I feel like it's it's kind of the same. It's it's following that same thread of she just needs to talk to somebody. Yeah. You know, because she's her grief is manifesting in all of these awful, awful ways. But I don't know. It's also new. It's a fresh thing that she's going through, like related but fresh. But then this is a grief that's manifesting from the loss in WandaVision. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's like like WandaVision is a reaction to the events of Endgame. And then there's a new layer of comfort introduced that is then yanked away in WandaVision. Yeah. And there's the reaction to that. So it's kind of like the second layer of of grief when you haven't even processed the first layer. Yeah. She does just need somebody to talk to. Yeah. I hope she gets that person. Yeah. But agree. It was unsettling to see and you just, you, you want better for Wanda and maybe the writers could do a little better by, by Wanda. I think they could. But maybe that's, maybe that's her, her cross to bear. Maybe that's her story, you know? Only time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. One dimensional. That's pretty good. Hey, if you want to write a letter, write us at talkingtofupod at gmail.com. That's talking without the G. Or you can slide into our DMs on Twitter or Instagram. You're about to say something. I read and respond to everyone. Becky reads and responds to everyone. Oh, that was next on the script. <laughs> I was going to say it. I know you were. And yeah, the more that you can give me opportunities to make jokes like one dimensional and then a few minutes later, celebrate the joke that I made, <laughs> uh, the better, the more likely we're going to read your letter on the air. That's true. And if you praise Dave, no, that fast tracks your letter because I like to show him that it's not just everybody dogpiling on him all the time. Except that's what I see. Uh, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. It really helps us out. And we just love reading those five-star reviews. We might even read yours on the pod. You can also follow us at Talking Tofu on Twitter, Talking Tofu Pod on Instagram. I'm Line Leader on Twitter and Instagram. Line Leader was taken on TikTok. Line Leader on Fortnite. I really need some help getting to that level cap before the new season. So <laughs> hit me, hit me with your tips. And I'm Glue and Glitter on all social media, and you can find my recipes at glueandglitter.com. Talking Tofu is a production of Caddington Inc. Our music is by Delicate Beats. I want to follow up and say that my I feel like absolute garbage after those gummies at this point. So it was, what, five minutes? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Now I feel like my body is a jelly snack. Yeah. I feel like fruits. Yeah. Bye-bye. Dave. Bye. Are you cutting off the drums? No, I would not cut off the drums. Are you they sure? are hilarious. Okay. That's the song. Yeah. With the it's drums. Part of the song. I got I got it. Getting upset. I know I can see that. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 